Hello and welcome to UCA News Weekly Summary, where every Friday we guide you through news and information about and of interest to the church in Asia. I'm John Lawrenson. The Ramon Magsaysay Foundation named its four winners for 2022 on Wednesday. Cambodian psychiatrist Sothiara Chim is a leading voice in tackling trauma syndrome, particularly for the victims of the Khmer Rouge genocide. The 54-year-old Chim is himself a survivor of the murderous regime and has devoted his life to helping people who suffered backspat, broken courage, a syndrome seen in Cambodia that is similar to post-traumatic stress disorder. Order. Japanese ophthalmologist Tadashi Hattori has provided free eye treatment, trained doctors and donated equipment and supplies to hospitals in Vietnam to battle cataract blindness, which is widespread in the country amid a lack of specialists and treatment facilities. Filipino doctor and child rights activist Bernadette J. Madrid runs a foundation that supports the training of child protection professionals and the development of women and child protection units in the Philippines. Gary Benchagib is an Indonesia-based French filmmaker and environmentalist. He's been selected for his efforts in saving the Sitarum River, one of the most polluted rivers in the world. He and his brother made kayaks made of plastic bottles and bamboo to collect trash. The winners will receive the awards during a ceremony in Manila on November the 30th. People in Catholic-majority Timor-Leste cheered as Pope Francis made Salesian Archbishop Don Virgilio do Carma de Silva the first cardinal of the country. The Pope created 20 new cardinals, including six from Asia, along with the 54-year-old Archbishop of Dili during a consistory in the Vatican on Saturday. Cardinal de Silva said his elevation to the College of Cardinals is a moment of great joy, not only for himself but also for the Church and Timorese people. A Timorese delegation led by President José Ramos Horta attended the consistory while millions of Timorese watched the programme on television in their homes while praying with their families. Dili Archdiocese has invited Catholics from parishes and religious orders to join in the welcoming ceremony for the new Cardinal on September the 5th and a Thanksgiving programme at Tazi Tolu, about eight kilometres west of Dili, where St John Paul II celebrated Mass when he visited in 1989. Pope Francis planned to visit Timor-Leste in 2020 but postponed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Catholic churches in two states of India came under attack this week amid a rising tide of violence against Christians in the Hindu-majority country. In the northeastern state of Meghalaya, police are yet to arrest the culprits days after statues of the Virgin Mary, Jesus and Joseph were vandalised in a church at Daram village in the North Garrow Hills district on Saturday. The church is one of the oldest in the state and has about 100 Catholic families. About 83% of the state's 3.2 million people are Christians. In another incident reported on Wednesday, a mob attacked Infant Jesus Catholic Church in Patti area of northern Sikh religion-dominated Punjab state 
and vandalised a statue of the Blessed Virgin Mary and Jesus. And a car belonging to the parish priest who claimed the mob chanted Sikh separatist slogans. Media reports said Sikh groups have accused what it called fake pastors of misleading Sikhs and converting them to Christianity. About 10% of Punjab's 20 million are Christians. Catholics in Indonesia's Christian-majority Papua province have called for a fair trial against six soldiers facing criminal charges for allegedly killing and mutilating four people. At a press conference on Tuesday, Faisal Ramadani, the director of criminal investigation of the Papua police, said the soldiers had pretended to sell weapons to lure the victims, who were allegedly affiliated with the pro-independence movement. The soldiers then killed them, mutilated their bodies and dumped them into a river after putting the dismembered bodies in sacks. Police also named four civilians who claimed the soldiers were directly involved in the killing as possible suspects. Bloodshed in the restive Papua region is common as it has endured deadly conflicts between pro-independent separatists and the Indonesian military since the 1960s that have claimed thousands of lives. A senior leader of the Chinese Communist Party has warned the country's Catholics about the dangers of foreign infiltration. Wang Yang, a member of the Politburo Standing Committee of the Chinese Communist Party and head of the Parliamentary Advisory Body, the Chinese People's Political Consultative Conference, urged Catholic leaders that their faith needs to better adapt itself into a socialist society. He reportedly made the comments during a recent meeting with leaders of the state-sponsored Catholic Church. His warnings came as a tech company running Cathassist, a helper app for Chinese Catholics, announced it was stopping operations because of difficulties obtaining a license. The app provided Catholic spiritual content every day, including explanations of the Bible. An observer alleged the crackdown is part of the party's retaliation for the Catholic Church's support for the 2019 pro-democracy protests in Hong Kong. The developments came shortly after the state-backed Catholic Church in China held the 10th National Congress, where they made vows to practice their faith in line with the socialist policies of the Communist Party. Women's rights activists have expressed concerns after a survey found about 87% of women in Bangladesh face harassment, including sexual abuse on public transport. The results of the online survey sponsored by UNDP Bangladesh were published last Friday. It analysed responses from 5,187 women from across the country. The respondents cited a lack of respect for women, absence of legal protection and overcrowding as major causes of the harassment. About 36% said they were sexually harassed in public transport and about 57% said they find public transport mostly unsafe for women. From among the harassed women, only 1% lodged complaints with the law enforcers, fearing more harassment and social humiliation. 
In August, the NGO Save the Road published a report that recorded 4,601 incidents of violence against women on public transport and other modes of transport besides bus and train stations since 2017. The violence included 357 rapes and 27 murders of women. At least six Rohingya Muslims were found dead on a boat floating on the sea as persecution in conflict-torn Myanmar continues to trigger the exodus of the beleaguered minority group. The Coast Guard stopped and boarded the boat near an island off Myanmar coast on Monday following reports it had been drifting for several days on its way to Malaysia. Local residents said there were 59 Rohingya survivors, while three men and three women had died of starvation. A child from the boat later died and survivors were taken to a police station in Bogali Township, about 100 kilometres from Yangon. The incident comes three months after at least 17 Rohingya, including children, died in another boat tragedy. Last week, police arrested at least 53 Rohingya in Rakhine state while planning to flee by boat. Rohingya are denied citizenship and basic rights in Myanmar. More than 750,000 fled to Bangladesh following a military crackdown in 2017. About 600,000 Rohingya still remain in Rakhine state and continue to face persecution and violence. Thousands have also fled to other countries, including Malaysia, Indonesia and Thailand. The Catholic youth group in the Philippines has slammed former President Rodrigo Duterte's deadly war on drugs as a disastrous failure after police arrested a suspect with a large cache of drugs. The police arrested 36-year-old Rodjen Umali from Quezon City of capital Manila this week with 25.5 kilograms of methamphetamine drugs worth 3.48 million US dollars. He was nabbed in a drug buy bust operation carried out by the law enforcers. The Youth's Action for Christ in Manila said the bust shows that during the anti-drug war only poor drug users and peddlers were killed while the real drug lords, who are rich and influential, have been spared. Since taking office in 2016, President Duterte carried out the war on drugs that left as many as 30,000 drug suspects and peddlers killed in the Catholic-majority nation. The arbitrary and extrajudicial killings sparked global condemnation and rights groups called for the prosecution of Duterte for crimes against humanity in the International Criminal Court. The security forces in Cambodia have locked down more than 20,000 people who fled to a remote farm after predictions by a self-proclaimed demigod that catastrophic global floods would wreak havoc on a biblical scale. Government officials said the farm in Siem Reap province in western Cambodia was locked from midnight on Wednesday after followers of Kem Vyazna, president of LDP or the League for Democracy Party, refused to leave. Vyazna had prophesied doomsday floods would occur by August the 31st, but his followers have said they now intend to remain until the end of September. 
Prime Minister Hun Sen accused the LDP leader of raising fears by using his superstitious propaganda for political advantage. The party boycotted commune elections in June after Vyazna declared himself a reincarnation of the Hindu god Brahma. Last week, he began posting online doomsday predictions, claiming only his farm would survive a pending apocalypse. On orders of Hun Sen, military trucks and ambulances have ring-fenced the farm and offered a way home for the inmates. That's all we have time for today. Visit ucnews.com for daily stories, commentaries, interviews, opinions and even directories of dioceses in Asia. And it's all free to consume because of your contributions. Do help keep it free by clicking ucnews.com slash donate. Today's producer was Binu Alex. Until next week, goodbye. Goodbye.